0: Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about Season 4, Episode 2, Past and Presence. Yep. Ugh. This episode, man.
1: I don't, there wasn't anything like inherently like atrocious about this episode. Like there been episodes of Will and Grace that I found more personally offensive. Mm-hmm. But this episode was just a slog to watch.
0: It was. We definitely both debated turning it off a couple of times.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had that reaction.
0: Yeah, so let's read the episode description so you can understand why we were slogging through.
1: Yeah, and then we're just going to give you what we got for this
0: episode, guys. It's not a lot. We're sorry. (laughs) Um, Will has a fearsome flashback when a former classmate who once tormented him as a kid now joins his law firm as a fellow attorney. And when he resumes his evil childhood harassment, Will... Is tempted to turn Nathan, turn to Nathan for advice? What?
1: That didn't happen. That
0: didn't happen. <laughs> that just didn't happen. That just didn't happen. Okay. Okay, here's what actually happened. <laughs> is then the other part of the plot is that it's Nathan's birthday. And since we are supposed to pretend like we care about him, he gets a present. Nathan is in no way involved in giving advice. Thank God. Because if this episode could have gotten any worse, that would have been how? That would have been how?
1: I guess the thing that was frustrating for me about this episode is that... uh all of the characters just felt so unlike themselves. Yeah, you know, I mean, we we get that Will can be afraid sometimes, and Grace can make stupid decisions and then double down on them. But
0: like this episode was just kind of them at their worst. But like it was so at their worst that it wasn't even them anymore.
1: Right, like it was. It was like four characters who were totally different. Even Jack, who we really enjoyed this episode, was acting out of character. Yeah, in a positive way, mm-hmm. but still out of character.
0: Yeah, in general, this kind of felt like someone's, like, really boring crack fic. hmm Like, it wasn't... None of the characterizations made any sense. Yeah. Like, at all.
1: Like, with the Will plotline, uh, you know, I mean, I, I get the logic of it from the writer's room. Like, let's give Will a foil from his past, and it'll make him feel like the sad, scared little gay boy he was. But also, this person was acting, like, cartoonishly villainous. Mm-hmm. Because it's, what, 30 years later?
0: Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, this... It- Will mentions being tortured by this guy in the fourth grade. Will yeah. is now a thirty plus year old attorney who's in a who's a partner in a, in a huge law law firm.
1: But sure, this guy's an attorney now, and he gets hired, and he's being mean to Will still.
0: And that's fine. And like Apparently. writing
1: Will woman, which wasn't that funny. No. And asking him to do his homework for him, basically.
0: Basically, like he literally is making Will do his homework, and right. it's the dumbest thing because. Just like for the lack of realism, like Will is a partner in this law firm. We can assume if this guy was just hired, he probably was not immediately offered partner. Like right. I'm not hundred percent up on law firms, but I don't think that's, that's not how that works.
1: works.
0: And it was a little weird
1: that Will got offered partner when he did, frankly.
0: Right. But he kind of like manipulated the situation because he was being manipulated by Right. Ben. I just I didn't
1: see any situation in which like, I'm trying to picture myself in that situation, and I'm thinking, like, okay, like, someone got hired at my law firm, and I didn't approve the hiring, but it's this person who's a big bully from my past. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that, that letter that got written about the guy who's like, I ghosted this woman 10 years ago, uh-huh. and now she's my boss. Like, what do I do? It's right. like, well, you get fired. Like, right. that's Sorry. how it works in the you real quit world.
0: Right, job. Or well, like and then like how that turned out was like he he was like, they said I could keep my job as long as I never talked about her. And I didn't think that was fair. And everyone was like, "Uh, that's totally fair. And he's like, so I had to quit. And everyone's like, no one feels bad for you.
1: Yeah. And that was like this guy from this episode.
0: Right. Like, that's the thing is like it just realistically didn't make sense to me that Will wouldn't just, you know, go to the other senior staff members and be like, this guy is literally trying to get me to do his work for him. He's clearly not a good employee. And most jobs have a 90 day like trial period basically where like right. if you're not a good employee you got fired right so he would have immediately been fired right like literally the solution to this was tattling yeah
1: i mean like that would still fit i guess i can see will wanting to like rise above it i would have been interested in that plot line of will being like i'm gonna be the good person and give this former bully a chance
0: yeah just i whole- mean i wouldn't have
1: loved that but i mean it would have been it would have been
0: an improvement at least
1: i think the thing i the only thing I liked about this plot line is that we got to see Jack as a intelligent, smart person yeah, Jack, for once.
0: Yeah, Jack is kind of the adult in the situation because mm-hmm. Will is so overwhelmed by this harassment of this other person that he, like, fakes sick and stays home. Right. Which is, like, such a childish move because, again, he's a man in his 30s. <laughs> and so Jack naturally walks across the hall and does have a pretty funny opener when he walks in. He's like, Ugh, what are you doing home? I have people coming over. <laughs> which was very funny. And, he sh- and like, so Will, like is, like, pretending to be sick and he's doing a terrible job because he's, you know, 10 years old or whatever. And Jack (laughs) is like, I think you're just afraid of that guy in the office and I think you just need to, like, confront him. Right. And, like, kind of gives DeWill a pep talk and that was...
1: I mean, he does it in a really silly way, but, like, it's good advice. It's, like, the obvious advice. Like, I think it's, it's very telling that... Like, Jack is normally a very dumb, stupid character, mm-hmm. but in his interactions with Elliot this season, and as we saw with the Revival episode, his interactions with his uh, grandson Skip... Yep. Like, when he has to interact with someone who's objectively acting younger than he acts...
0: Right. He which is has a feat. great
1: advice. Which is a feat.
0: But yeah, he does. He has great advice. So yeah, he encourages Will to go confront this guy, and yeah. Will does, and it's fine, and the way he does it is, I guess, kind of funny, mm-hmm. like... He basically tells the guy he's going to fight him, and then the guy's like, no, you're not, and you're still scared of me, and Will is (laughs) still scared of him, so he hands over the report that he did for the guy, and then Uh the guy takes it into the meeting that he's supposed to have with it, and turns out Will is, like, totally fucked with him, and, like, the thing was like, blah, 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 the party heretofore will be referred to as, like, the big wiener or whatever. And, like, it's very childish.
1: Was, oh, yeah, it was dumb. It but was like, dumb,
0: and it was a little bit funny, but it was just very childish and just not mm-hmm. super duper in character Yeah, for so I guess,
1: Will. I wish if we were going to get a scene where Jack is acting out of character in a positive way that we didn't have to get a char- scene where Will is acting out of character in a negative way.
0: Right. Like, this just seemed, like, so... just so wrong for Will. Like, Will... It has literally contradicted this exact behavior in several other episodes. Oh and, like, especially in the courtroom, we know he's, like, kind of a bulldog. So right. it really doesn't make sense that a fellow lawyer would, like, challenge him and he would be, like, a shrinking violet about it. Mm-hmm. So that plot was dumb, and I didn't like it. <laughs> the end. A story by Tess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, we also have the other plot was stupid. Mm-hmm. Surprise.
0: I know you're shocked.
1: Um. So it's Nathan's birthday, and... Grace still likes him
0: for reasons that
1: are we don't understand. Um and to make a plot that was a lot longer than it needed to be short. Oh my
0: god. It was a lot
1: longer than it needed it to be. It went on
0: for far too long.
1: Um Grace gets Grace gets Nathan a really nice present.
0: Yeah, it's like a first edition of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance and it's signed by the author. Right. Which is objectively I guess a good present. I'm not sure if it's a good present for Nathan, but It's a good present for someone. It's a good present for someone.
1: And Karen decides that she's going to get Nathan a present.
0: Which makes reasons. Literally no sense in any universe, but okay. And so she gets him a motorcycle. Mm-hmm.
1: And I get that I would be pissed if I was Grace, but also, like, if you were Grace, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. But you'd also be like, Karen, why'd you get him the motorcycle? Or, like, literally, in that conversation where. Karen gives him the motorcycle, be like, oh my god, like, what is I didn't get you a you? motorcycle because I'm not rich and not crazy. Right. Here's this really thoughtful gift I gave you. Karen's a crazy person.
0: Right, and so then the plot just thickens in the stupidest way ever, because then Grace decides to, like, max out four credit cards and apparently offer to sell Will's sperm on the internet, which mm-hmm. is not legal. That's weird. Um, To buy him some kind of, like, really expensive... Diving watch and like that he doesn't
1: even want because he doesn't like watches.
0: Yeah, like do we know that Nathan does diving in any way either? Like, no. it just it doesn't make sense. She's literally just buying him the most expensive gift that she can afford. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if you were going to buy someone an expensive watch, why wouldn't you just buy them a Rolex? Like, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. But also, like Nathan doesn't strike me as the type of person who cares about watches because he's some sort of crunchy granola like living at his girlfriend's house is he living there by the way i think like, he's living
1: in will in grace's apartment yes what why i don't know
0: Th- that hasn't been resolved yet i feel no. like we should have resolved that.
1: i wish it had but i don't think it has So, so remember don't... he comes home in the middle of the day and yeah. I have people coming over
0: right yeah he does the same joke that jack did yeah so that's another thing that i just i just don't i don't understand why grace still likes him i don't understand why everyone else is putting up with him i don't mm. understand why karen likes him If for no other reason than, as previously stated, one of the rules that Grace has is if Karen gives her advice, she should take the opposite. So, like, the fact that Karen is so gaga for this guy should really be setting off Mm -hmm. a lot of alarm bells that he's not a good fit for her.
1: Well, I think the plot line just really drives it home because, like, when they actually, like, when it comes up and they talk about it, Grace is like, I got you this book. And Nathan's like, haha, I can't read. And then she's like, and then I got you this watch. And he's like, that was really thoughtful, but I hate watches.
0: Right. And, and then she's like, I don't have anything else for you. I just love you.
1: And he's like really happy about that, but also like I don't think like I'm trying to think of a way to say this delicately. I just don't. Just it's very sweet that you feel like being told that someone loves you is the greatest gift you could receive. But also, girl, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. Like, if you're like, oh, the top gift anyone can ever give me is telling me that they love me. It's like, oh, run. so you were abandoned on the side of the road Something as a child. Ha-
0: you were left at a bus stop. Yeah. Like, run away.
1: Yeah. That's what that sounds like. And, like, not that being told that someone loves you is not an amazing thing.
0: Right. But. Yeah. No, that but. was weird, too. Like, the whole the whole plot was just stupid, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. Like, Ray should be with someone who,
1: A is someone who she knows what kind of gift to get them. Uh-huh. B, appreciates their gift, even if it's not as expensive as someone else's gift. Right. And C, doesn't just, isn't just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really just, have another rules. I didn't have another thing there. It was he's just, just
0: dumb garbage. Like, honestly, the only highlight I could say of this episode was it didn't seem like he had a helmet for his motorcycle, so maybe he'll die. I
1: like, crossed. Fingers crossed.
0: I mean, like, I know that's not actually what happens in the show, but, like, maybe he dies someday. (laughs) Like, maybe he wipes himself off the planet because he's too stupid to exist. Like...
1: I I just... I don't see how Grace as a character doesn't see this. I understand how Grace as a tool of the writers doesn't see this because, you know, Woody Harrelson's contract is X number of episodes long and he can't leave, but, like...
0: But, like, that's (sighs) the thing. It's so bad. It's so bad and it doesn't make any fucking sense. And, like, it just... It frustrates me that last week's episode was so good and it actually found a way to utilize... The, like, differences yes. between Nathan and Grace to, like, explain, like, why their relationship is still kind of working. Because, like, I talk first, about that.
1: That was the first episode I saw where it felt like it made sense for them to still be together. Even though they're clearly not suited for each other. Because, like, he was clearly not revealing something about it that was keeping it working, to long like, short term. And then right. he revealed that thing. And then it didn't break up their relationship. It was just, like, I'm being honest with you. This is not my thing. And she's, like, thank you for sharing that with me. I'm going to go back and shop with Will now.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. is like, to me, this kind of feels like, honestly, like they wrote this episode for like last season and couldn't fit it in or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it just... It it, feels like a step back. It does. It feels like a complete step back. And I just, I don't understand why she's so in love with him. He's Mm -hmm. trash. He's, I'm sorry. He's just, he's not funny. He's He's literally a homeless
1: man. He's a... led into her heart.
0: Okay, like... Never let a
1: homeless man live in your heart.
0: Let me tell you a story. So once my mom accidentally went on a date with a homeless guy... (laughs) So like, what happened was she was at this bar and she met this guy and he asked her out and she didn't want to go out with him. So she had another friend who had the same name as her. So she gave him her number. <laughs> and then my mom's friend was an asshole and was like, oh, silly, Diane. She was drunk. Here's her number. So he called my mom and then she agreed to go out with him just because, you know, you know, the patriarchy and whatever. Right, and so us. they go on this date and she realizes as they're in the middle of the date, like he picks her up and like there's all of this stuff in his car because right. he's living in it. Right. And course. then blah, blah, blah. All this stuff happens. And apparently, and I... I'm not 100% this is the same story, but let's just assume that it is because why else would this make sense? So he leans over to give her a kiss goodnight, but instead reaches into the center console, pulls out like a thing, a scope mouthwash, takes a swig, like gargles, spits out the window, and then goes to kiss her. Nope. Because he lived in his car. I have been gone mid-gargle. Yes. Been out of that car. I'd be like, so, nope. So my mom was like, the fuck? No. So like once upon a time, I dated someone who like was over at my place a lot. And my mom was like, does this person not have a home? Have you seen their (laughs) place? Because one time I went out with a homeless person (laughs) and now I live in fear whenever someone wants to come to my house a lot that they don't live anywhere because of this sort of bullshit Nathan thing. This is like, this is just fine for her that he just lives with her. Even though they're clearly not at that point in the relationship at
1: all. I don't understand that about... Like, sitcom relationships.
0: Also, like, just living together is such a big stop, and it doesn't make sense that they're just brushing that under the rug.
1: I understand New York rentals are really tough, but on the other hand, oh my god.
0: But, like, seriously. I'm like, I just, just none of this makes any sense for I mean, these you can characters. You live with Jack, at least. Well, Jack only has a one-bedroom apartment.
1: I'm sure Jack would be fine with that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Jack wouldn't really seem to probably find a problem with that. <laughs> I'm he- sure
1: Nathan would be fine with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I just mean, yeah, it just... None of this makes any logical sense to me. Like
1: So the sooner it's over the better in my opinion.
0: Yes, and it can't be over soon enough in my my humble opinion. Unfortunately so, we still have a few more episodes of Nathan to deal with. No. I'm so sorry. Fine. At least he's not like the centerpiece of the next episode. I know. It's still it's it's still not great. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to everyone listening to this podcast. We're just, like, depressed at how bad this episode was.
1: Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I think we can call it. Yeah, I think we're good. Great.
0: Well, thanks so much for listening to us, you guys.
1: Yeah, next week we'll be back with hopefully a more exciting episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, there's plenty of Will and Grace episodes that you can watch if you didn't like this one. Uh Um, But hopefully you've been listening to us for a long while and you're really committed to us as a podcast. Yes. And you're willing to stick with us until we're back next week.
0: Marry us as a podcast. (laughs) Move into our podcast house. But we'll never talk about it because it's just fine. All right, Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet, especially if they want to encounter our thoughts about the revival?
1: Absolutely. So uh, the best place to look for information about us is on our Twitter page. We are at Not a Show. You can find our posts about the episode, our show notes, and you can find our live tweets from the revival, which we do every Thursday, mm-hmm. weather permitting. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. You can find us on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com um we post our show notes on medium and you can always send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com
0: yep so hooray we exist on the internet and normally we're a lot more lively
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you have any other questions for us too you can always send them our way via you know tumblr ask via gmail we'd be happy to talk about it on the podcast
0: yeah we'll talk about you on the pod (laughs) if i say it like that does it sound cooler
1: no it does not
0: i didn't think so god damn it john green
1: Alright, everybody, thanks so much for listening.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye bye. Bye bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. This week's episode was brought to you by Casper Mattress's new in car mattress. Casper Mattress's in car mattress for the homeless on the go.